Undercovered. Because some stories just need to be told. Others told more. A few told more fully. Or perhaps in a different way. If not in another light. Welcome to Conversation about some of the stuff that's just Undercovered. Hi, this is Bing. Welcome to Undercovered, where we talk about things undercovered in general by media. This episode, we talk about faith, particularly about the year of St. Joseph, which the Catholic Church is now celebrating. On December 8, 2020, on the occasion of the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary and on the 150th anniversary of the proclamation by Blessed Pius IX of St. Joseph, as the patron of the Catholic Church, Pope Francis released his apostolic letter of the Father, in Latin, Patris Corde, which the Vatican says aims, and I quote, to increase our love for this great saint, to encourage us to implore his intercession, and to imitate his virtues and his zeal. With this letter, the Pope proclaimed a year of St. Joseph from December 8, 2020 to December 8, 2021. In 2000 years of Christianity, we have never had a year of St. Joseph. We have never even had a Pope Joseph. And I discovered that Joseph's name only got put into the Mass in 1962. And that was only in one of the prayers. It wasn't until 2013 Pope Francis put his name in all of the Eucharistic prayers. All of this stuff with St. Joseph is new, meaning fresh. It, it, it's only been happening in the last 150 years, like big movements. That was Father Donald Calloway author of the book, Consecration to St. Joseph, speaking earlier this year before the Catholic Bishops' Conference of the Philippines, Council of the Laity. Uh, we are celebrating the 150th anniversary of the declaration of Joseph as the patron of Universal Church. Alam mo, may, may mga political events na nangyari noon sa Vatican, 1870. Anong nangyari? Nag-first Vatican Council at na-define ng mga bishops with the Pope ang dogma of infallibility ng Pope, no? di ba? Papal infallibility. Hindi natapos yung kanilang First Vatican Council dahil they were all threatened by the revolutionaries nandun na sa paligid nila sa Vatican. No? But uh, itong mga grupo ni Garibaldi, ni Victor Emanuele, no? because he declared himself as King of Italy, they sequestered the central part of Italy. No? Via yung Assisi, yung Florence, San Gimignano, Loreto, Ravenna, no? Uh, Assisi at iba pa. Uh, nandun lahat ang very fertile at uh, mga forested area ng napag-ari ng simbahan donated by Pippin the Short no? in the year 800 when Charlemagne became the emperor, anak niya. No? So, napakayaman ng simbahan. Ngay- ngayon, the, the church was dispossessed of all the, the material um, resources. But it was a providential event the church became more trusting no, to divine providence. Kung wala na mag-alaga sa simbahan, dahil na wala na yung mga property natin, mga lupa, mga arian, mga monastery, mga forest natin, lahat-lahat, no one will support financially the church. We will rely on divine providence. This time, St. Joseph will be the patron of the universal church. As he took care of the Holy Family, he will also take care of the universal church. Wonderful. At mula sa Bacolod City, yun naman si Father Ronald Quijano, Director para sa Southeast Asia 
ng St. John Paul II Institute for Studies on Marriage and Families. Here in the Philippines, we went a step further. On Saturday, May 1, his feast day, we consecrated our country to the patronage of St. Joseph. Our national act of consecration to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Hail St. Joseph, guardian of the Redeemer, spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. God, our Father, entrusted to you his only Son. In you, Mary placed her trust. With you, Christ Jesus became man, one with our Lord Jesus and the Blessed Mother, we honor you with sincere love and veneration. We choose you this day to be our Father, our guardian, and our protector. God, our Father, has allowed us to celebrate this year dedicated to your honor and also the joyful 500th anniversary of Christianity in our land. With grateful hearts, we recognize you as a great gift of God to us to be our companion, teacher, model, and protector in this Jubilee year. We come to you to consecrate our people, the Church of the Philippines, our dioceses, parishes, and families. With fatherly love and care, you provided and built the life of the Holy Family at Nazareth. We humbly beg you to bless all our undertakings and help us to build the church, the body of Jesus Christ, in obedient faith, steadfast love, and unwavering hope in our loving Father. You were always ready to listen and obey the Father's will and protected Jesus from all dangers. Deliver us from all dangers that destroy the gospel values and teachings in our land. Protect us all as we battle against all moral and physical illnesses in our society. We entrust to you all our longings and desires that lead us to salvation. We entrust to you all our families and all fathers that they may be true to their vocation as mirrors of the love of our Father in heaven. We entrust to you all our works to help our brothers and sisters in their sufferings. To you, Saint Joseph, after Jesus and Mary, we consecrate our body and soul 
with all that we are and have. Saint Joseph, to us too, show yourself a father. Guide us in the path of life. Obtain for us grace, mercy, and courage, and defend us from every evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That was the prayer for the National Consecration of the Philippines to St. Joseph, led by CBCP President and Davao Archbishop Romulo Valles at the San Pedro Cathedral in Davao City. Hail St. Joseph, Guardian of the Redeemer, Spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary, God our Father entrusted to you His only Son. In you Mary placed her trust. With you Christ Jesus became man. One with our Lord Jesus and the Blessed Mother, we honor you with sincere love and veneration. We choose you this day to be our Father, our guardian and our protector. God our Father has allowed us to dedicate this year to your honor as we joyfully celebrate the 500th anniversary of Christianity in our land. With grateful hearts, we recognize you as a great gift of God to us to be our companion, teacher, model, and protector in this Jubilee year. We come to you to consecrate our people, the Church of the Philippines, our dioceses, parishes, and families. With fatherly love and care, you provided for and built the life of the Holy Family of Nazareth. We humbly beg you to bless all our undertakings and help us to build the Church, the body of Jesus Christ, in obedient faith, steadfast love, and unwavering hope in our loving Father. You were always ready to listen and obey the Father's will and protected Jesus from all dangers. Deliver us from all dangers that destroy the gospel values and teaching in our land. Protect us all as we battle against all moral and physical illnesses in our society. To our salvation, we entrust you, all our families, and that all fathers may be true to their vocation as mirrors of love of our Father in heaven. We entrust you, all our works, to help our brothers and sisters in their sufferings. To you, St. Joseph, after Jesus and Mary, we concentrate our body and soul with all that we are and have. St. Joseph, show yourself to us as a father. Guide us in the path of life. Obtain for us grace, mercy, and courage, and defend us from every evil. Amen. And that was the act of consecration itself, led by Cebu Archbishop Jose Palma at the National Shrine of St. Joseph in Mandawi City, Cebu. This is Undercovered the Podcast with Ben Kimpo. centuries ago, a great man, a great saint, St. Louis de Montfort, he 
was inspired by the Holy Spirit to come up with a method of consecration to the Virgin Mary to help people, to, to win people back to Jesus, to transform lives, because Mary is the easiest, fastest, and quickest way to Jesus. And he wrote a 33-day method to do this. That's the true devotion, right? A preparation for consecration to Virgin Mary. Powerful. Even the popes talk about it. St. John Paul II said it was one of the most amazing things he ever did in his life. So I said, hmm, I wonder if we can do this for St. Joseph. Not as a competition, right? No, of course, complimentary, because she is the mother, he is the father, and Mary is greater than Joseph. We know this, of course, right? But I said to myself, in a time of crisis, in families, in fatherhood, in, in marriages, uh, we need Joseph. And so I thought to myself, somebody probably already wrote this book. Maybe I don't have to write it. I can find it and translate it. Somebody can we publish it. So I, I asked a lot of friends. I even asked some Filipino friends. I said, did somebody write this book in your, in your country? And they said, no, Father. I asked Poland. I asked Croatia. I asked Mexico, Colombia, all around the world. Everybody said, no, no, Father, this doesn't exist. So I said, okay, and now I know what I have to do. I spent three years going around the world. Thank the Lord before coronavirus, when we could travel, right? And I got all the information, translating things from other languages that never appear in English before, from obscure convents in, in Malta, in all, all these places around the world. And the end result was the book, Consecration to St. Joseph. For many of the faithful, May 1 was also the end of a 33-day consecration to St. Joseph, a process that was guided by that book written by Father Donald Calloway. If you want to find out more about St. Joseph, his book is as good a place as any to start. Now, Father Calloway could himself be the subject of a separate book altogether. His is a conversion story that certainly has captivated many and it gets even better. It's a conversion that is influenced by Filipinos, overseas Filipinos in Japan and in the United States. But I digress. In that same session before the CBCP Council of the Lady, Father Calloway shares his interesting backstory to the declaration of the year of St. Joseph. I knew that Pope Francis has a love for St. Joseph. And so I said to myself, now is the time. And so I wrote a letter in 2019 in English, but the problem is that Pope, he doesn't know English that well. So I said to myself, hmm, so I have a friend, a priest in Argentina, because my community is in Argentina also. I said, will you please translate this letter into Spanish? And he did. And he said to me, Father, there is a bishop here in Argentina who's very good friends with the Pope. He is in Rome right now. And I know him. He's my friend. If I ask him, I can email him right now. If he is willing, if we email the letter, when he meets with the Pope, because, you know, the bishops, they go over to Rome about every five years to check in with the Pope, you know, um, if he will give the letter to the Pope, hand it to him, right? Hand to hand. And I said, oh, this would be fantastic. Fantastic. So he asked and the bishop said yes. And the bishop was Bishop Hector Zordan from the uh, diocese in, in Argentina. He gave it to the Pope and they talked about my letter, but I didn't hear anything back. So I thought, mm, maybe he's not going to do it. I don't know. So I just kept praying. So I said to myself, okay, uh, in the United States, I'm going to write a letter to every bishop and ask them, beg them, please, for your diocese, for your people, for your parishes, 
for marriages in your diocese, please declare a year of St. Joseph in your diocese, because as a bishop, you, you have the authority to do this. Please, I, I beg you. And I got 12 of them to do it, and more were interested. And I was so happy. I said, oh, this is wonderful. We have so many people going to St. Joseph. We want to consecrate our diocese, our parish, the families, prayer groups, men's groups, youth groups, all of this. So I said, oh, this is wonderful. And then I heard some friends in Rome talking, and they said to me, Father, there's a lot of talk in Rome. And I said, uh oh, <laughs> and they said, no, it's good, but we don't know exactly what, but something, we think something is coming. And, you know, sometimes in Rome, like any group, right, things leak out, something leaks, somebody, you know, has a conversation they shouldn't and it, the news gets out, but it didn't, it didn't get out. December 8th, as you know, I'm not telling you what you don't know. I woke up in, in, in America and it was already, you know, uh, maybe lunchtime in Italy. And one of my friends, a woman who lives there, she's a reporter. She, my phone had messages when I woke up and I was like, wow, she sent me a lot of messages. And she said, can you believe it, father? Are you in shock? And I said, what are you talking about? Cause I did there were so many messages. I just read the first one. So I wrote back, what are you talking about? She said, he did it. He did it. And I said, he did what? And she said, he, the Pope, he declared a year of St. Joseph. December 8th, 2020 was probably one of the best days of my life. Thank you, Father Calloway. A few weeks before May 1, I had a chance to interview Father Ronald Guiano, who you heard earlier, for another program that I co-produce. At that time, I wanted to talk to him about the simultaneous church celebrations going on in 2021. First, the year of the family. Second, the year of mission. And third, the year of St. Joseph. All three of which take place as the Philippines commemorates 500 years of Christianity. Uh, the whole umbrella is the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. Tapos there are three uh, circles overlapping each other. The year of Mission, Missio Agentes, the year of St. Joseph, and the year of uh, the family, Amores Letizia. The perfect venue, the locus of, of uh, all these three important celebrations, like a living thread that unites them all, is the family. The family as the subject and the object of evangelization. We notice that through our family life, we manifest important, significant beliefs and practices. And uh, these were partly imposed on us uh, by our elders, of course, the missionaries. They they have inculcated this on us, but these practices and beliefs evolved, developed, and find and found new expressions actually. And examples of this is the the, the first is bisamano, no, yung bisamano. That is an important family practice. We bless the hand of the elders, not the priests, the bishops. Lolos and lolas, titos, titas, the parents, as a sign of respect. And the formula of that is uh, Dios te haga santo, if it is a boy. Dios te haga santo, if it is a girl. In English, may God make you a saint. So it's a reminder of our common vocation to live a life of holiness. No? Like for example, year of St. Joseph. Ano ang best Filipino practice? Ah, we have banquete or the banquet of St. Joseph. We invite all the senior citizens, the elders. We let them sit together in our home. And we'll, the younger ones, 
have to provide and serve food for them with prayers and songs like that. Another one is um, in our parishes, we have hermano and hermana mayor during fiesta. Oh. So it's a legacy that is being transmitted to the next generation during Holy Week nga. We have the procession of all the caro or pasos of saints. And every family no, takes care of this uh, saint with their caro. No? And it has been transmitted to the next generation. They continue. They find blessings of this. But actually, they could feel the sense of fellowship among the members of the family, sense of solidarity. That blessing is also being handed down to the next generation. No? And uh, of course, not to mention the Oracion, 6 p.m. Rosary, uh, Novena to the Divine Mercy, 3 o'clock habit, no, the Bible study, the catechesis, no, and of course, the fiesta um, uh, no, the where families would always come to the, the cemetery and pray for the, the faithful departed. So we, we experience the sense of being a family, but we recognize we also have spiritual family, those who have gone ahead of us, and they taught us the ABC of life through formation of habits, mga practices natin and beliefs. Uh, we are called to become witnesses of faith by example. So yun napakaganda dahil the friars might have introduced this to us parang may Filipino way of rediscovering it and we enhance and we discover that we it's it is not just purely hispanic tradition becomes filipino tradition especially with an element of hospitality sense of welcome and friendship solidarity with those who are in need and we we notice this no uh, even in the process of evangelization yung first mass uh, march 31 1521 ano ang description ni antonio pigafita no the those natives of, of Limasawa, the island of Bumunhon, they were very welcoming. It's a Filipino way of showing hospitality. No? They were very friendly. And the mass was celebrated no? with a 50 crew member of Magellan. They were all wearing on their Sunday's best because it was Easter Sunday. They were not wearing the military uniform. They are unarmed. No? There's a mutual trust. No? Brotherhood. No? Uh, at the same time, uh, the practice of Pratili Tuti, that we are all brothers and sisters right there when they celebrated the first Easter Sunday Mass. No? So Filipino, typically Filipino tradition. And witnessing of faith is very example. Medyo mahaba yung kwentuhan namin sa Zoom ni Father Quijano. Kaya lang, halos dalawang minuto lang ata ang nagamit sa TV. So pinaalam ko kay Father kung pwedeng gamitin yung narecord ko na dito sa podcast. Buti naman pumayag. Salamat, Father. Kasi napakaganda nang binahagi niya tungkol kay St. Joseph. Ang year, year of St. Joseph naman is also timely. Dahil nga, uh, time ng pandemic, tapos um, marami tayong mga frontliners, medical care professionals. They have to take the risks serving our people. We have the grieving families, mga COVID-infected uh, uh, individuals sometimes left behind in an isolated room of the hospital or may sometimes uh, stigmatized, you know, alienated by the barangay or by the porok or sitios like that. But aside from those people in the front lines, we need also to, to take notice na may mga backliners tayo, 
they are silent workers. They can be our vendors, the bakers, the tricycle drivers, street cleaners, farmers, fisher folks, no? the journalists, the teachers, no? and other professionals. No? And St. Joseph, if we try to review the gospel, may dalawa siyang mga katangian. Una, he's a man of silence. Very quiet. No? He's a person of prayer or contemplation. He did not utter a word. Wala sang may sinabi, wala sang salita, but he did it through his action. So discipleship for him is through action. No? Silent worker. No? The backliners, I mean. Yung second is uh, Joseph is an upright man, not a just man. It 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 uh, refers to integrity of life. He is trustworthy. He is transparent. No guile in him. No, he's a person of integrity of life. No? And uh, uh, he took the risk to be with Mary, who was in a, in a difficult situation at that time. Yun ang pakaganda ng, ng isang uh, uh, parang interpretation. Bakit kaya nang buntis na si Maria at mag-deliver uh, na ng baby niya? They went home to Bethlehem. Of course, the occasion was the census. How come no one ever opened their doors for them? No? It's the place of Joseph. How many years na siya doon sa Nazareth? He was working maybe in a um, in a mega city of Sephoris, according to the scholars, no? Mega city. And he must have been there more than 10 years. Possibly no one recognized him, no? When he came back to his uh, hometown in Bethlehem. Kung isang dahilan is dahil wala mang kamag-anak na mag-welcome sa kanya dahil they must have heard the fake news that Mary was pregnant and he could not be the father of this. Magandang interpretation, no? That's why no one would accept my, my pakpak ang balita, may tayngang lupa. Bago sila dumating sa Bethlehem, nandun na yung chismis. But Joseph, no? Ayun, no? He took the risk no? to be with Mary no matter what happened. No? And of course, the first witnesses, the first guests during Christmas, yung mga, mga shepherds of Bethlehem the poor ones representing the Jews yung ikalawa no yung mga professionals the magi from the east no the gentiles representing the pagans no they all there in his apostolic letter patris corde pope francis says each of us can discover in joseph the man who goes unnoticed a daily discreet and hidden presence an intercessor a support and a guide in times of trouble. St. Joseph reminds us that those who appear hidden or in the shadows can play an incomparable role in the history of salvation. In this year of St. Joseph, let's take Pope Francis up on his invitation to discover the man Catholics are finally getting to know more of after 2,000 years. For Undercovered, this has been Bing. I'll leave you with these words from Father Calloway. I think it's important to remember that we have the Virgin Mary as our spiritual mother, and we have St. Joseph as our spiritual father. And I think that this is very pleasing to Jesus. And he is saying to us, yes, now is the time for you, me to introduce you to the man that I love, the man that I called father. Imagine that. God called this man father. When Jesus walked this earth, he, he obeyed him. 
He listened to him, his instructions. He learned from him. He worked with him. What a blessing. What a great man. And now it's our time as brothers and sisters of Jesus to do the same thing, to do the exact same thing. And so, my friends, I'm going to be praying for you that this will be something that will renew the Philippines, renew the church, renew the parishes, renew marriages, bring about conversions, because this is the time of St. Joseph. Salamat po, my friends. God bless you. Thank you so much. This is Undercovered the Podcast with Ben Kimpo. Thank you.